Hey, it's Brian Hayes. It used to stress me out when things would break in my house. Not anymore, though, and I'm sure you can guess why. Jiffy. The other day, my dryer stopped working. Out of the blue, zero heat. But I didn't panic. I just hopped on the Jiffy app. John came that afternoon, and all my wet laundry was dry in no time. Jiffy saved the day once again. Download the Jiffy app or sign up at JiffyOnDemand.com with the code SPORTS for $25 off your first job. Jiffy, fast and reliable, home maintenance. All right, here we go. Overdrive, off and running, TSN 1050 on the TSN app. Your home smart speaker up on TSN 4. Brian Hayes, your dog, Jeff O'Neill, Frankie Corrado, Rosmus Sandine, come on down. You are the latest contestant in the Kyle Dubas sweepstakes because Dubas is hooking us up this week, man. He makes a big move yesterday, and about 10 minutes ago, this went down. Rosmus Sandine is on his way to Washington. There he is. We have live footage on TSN4 of him being called off the ice because they're in Seattle practicing right now. Sandine pulled off the ice. The Leafs are getting the first-round pick that Washington got in the Boston deal and Eric Gustafson coming back. Gustafson's a veteran defenseman. He makes about eight hundred grand. Offensive guy. Yeah. Pretty one-dimensional. So, interesting kind of move, offensive. though. Interesting is he move. told, like, you got to get off because you're traded or... Does he have to go for that long walk saying somebody wants to speak oh, to you? Oh, I, I think it's uh, Rasmus, someone needs to talk to you situation. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, I oh, think yeah. that's – I don't like that. I think you just got to go, hey, I need to see uh, – come over here for a second. You've been traded, and we, we got to get you out of here. So you want Sheldon Keefe to tell him he's been flipped? I just – Hazy, would you like that walk? You know what that walk – that's walking the plank, man. You're done. Yeah, here's the thing. I think Rasmus Sandin loves that walk. He may have welcomed that walk. I think he wanted that walk because there were a lot of rumors, you know, during the contract negotiations. He wasn't ecstatic with the way that went down, where he fits into the fold. And when Rasmus showed up at the rink today, he realized he was the odd man out. Yeah, and that's not fun because they had the Springsteen, and it's like, yeah, guys, we're going to go on a run here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I will say this, and Hayes, you've talked about this before. It's like, it's okay to part with some of what you have. It's like you, to be in love with every every piece you got is just insane. Like to think, oh, what would we ever do without Rasmus Sandin? I, I don't like that mentality. To kind of shake up the mix and bring in a little bit more experience and just a different player with a different yeah. look and a different vibe. Maybe the whole vibe will be different if you have enough different vibes. Yeah. bunch of mini vibes turn yeah, into so one many, big so many vibes. Vibe. It's such a vibe. There's as a the sprinkling kids, of vibes. As the kids like to say, it's a vibe, Jeff. But if you think about Sandine, like he's basically been a third-pairing guy and he's done well in that role. That might have been it for him here on this team. Like, there might not have been an opportunity to be in the top four and to take another step, and you're somewhat yeah. limited in, in his ceiling. So maybe it's a little bit of um, a mutual kind oh, of thing. I, I'm suggesting it probably is yes. mutual or, if not, even more of a push <laughs> from Sandine, who didn't love the bulk barn vibe that was coming from you know the, the Maple Leafs. Vibe. There's the a vibe lot on this show. A lot of vibes right now because what's Sandine, the bulk barn vibe? Well, if you're taking a little bit of vibe over here, a little bit of vibe over there, you start mixing oh. and matching. There's a bulk barn vibe. You get a lot of possible vibes at the bulk barn, and I think Rosmus probably knew that he was the odd man out. And once he showed up again at the rink today and realized Jake McCabe is here, and McCabe's here for two more years after this. Riley's here. 
Brody's here. Lilligren, I think, has outplayed him and moved up the list. Fair to say. Mm-hmm. And Gio's still got another year. Giordano's still got another year. I don't know if he'll play it. I don't know if he'll play next year. But if he does, he's likely going to be in the top six. So I, I think for Sandine, this is something you likely welcome. It's difficult to go through. But you go to Washington. They're a team in transition. They're going to give him a chance to play. I'm not convinced Gustafson and this first-round pick make it to 3 p.m. on Friday. I could see the first-round pick going right back on the table oh, this, for something else. This is this this could be something else. It offers sure. up Kyle Dubas some more ammo to possibly wow, go out there and make it a deal. Wow, are you guys really spicing up the beginning of this show? I wouldn't I be like, shocked. I wouldn't be course. shocked. This is what he's doing right now. He reached his hand in, and now he's going like this. Yes, the salt bag. We don't like salt bay anymore, though. Yeah. Ever since the World <laughs> Cup final, and he went out there and tried to bother Messi. We don't like that guy. But that's what Dubas is doing right now. Absolutely. Like, and it kind of just leaves the door open to, what, like, do you need Gustafson? You probably don't need that guy. You're probably not going to get much for him specifically, but that first-round pick, I don't know. You can package up There's something. value. There. Absolutely. That has first more round value pick. than Gustafson. Well, could you imagine if Dubas traded three first-round picks within two weeks? Like, that is a draft schmaff Clifton Dude, Fletcher I'll, type play, man. How about Be- this, though? Yeah, he is. got a first-round pick for Rasmus Sandin. Yes. Right? Like, that's... That's, that's valuable. significant. Listen, that says something about how I think the league feels about Sandine, and that doesn't mean the Leafs didn't feel this way. Sandine was a first-round pick. He's a guy that's grown and developed. I don't think he's had a great season. He has not been a very consistent player. I like his talent. I like his ability. He's not going to be a superstar. That's not in his future. He is not going to be a number one. He's a coin flipper, Hayes. He's, he's, he, can, he can turn out to be a skilled defenseman that could possibly quarterback a power play, definitely quarterback a second power play. But he's he's kind of a tweener, and the next three or four years is going to depend on what he does on the ice. He could be like an Alex Steen, where I don't think the Maple Leafs thought they didn't know what Alex Steen was all about. Mm-hmm. I did, but they didn't, and they're like, we're going to move on from this guy. And he went to St. Louis and turned into a star player. Sometimes the second team you turn into a star player. So well, you cross your fingers and hope it, it doesn't happen. I guess. Yeah, you hope it does for Rasmus. Yeah, like, of I mean, nothing yeah. personal against Sandy, yeah. but you're right. But you don't want a guy turning into a legend on your on your dime. No, I mean, exactly. And and listen, they didn't just give him away. You get a first round pick. Yes, it's Boston's pick. It very well could be the thirty second pick or a will, pick yeah, in the high twenties. But but basically, you get your pick back. In you know because they've been trading so many first round picks and I don't even remember which one was the twenty three pick I think it was the O'Reilly deal, um, but you get a first round pick if you want to keep it then you've you've hooked your scouts up with something to look forward to I don't think there's anything wrong with that I discussed that yesterday we were talking about it you can flip pieces and bring picks back yeah you can find picks if you want them you can find prospects there's always that contingency if you want them plan. it's always there and it's always available I didn't expect it to happen today. But it happened, and I wonder if it's also, again, Rosmus is a young guy. If he's on the outside looking in, that kind of energy, do you want it around the team? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe they just they want to move on. They want a different vibe that we keep saying in the room. And if, if you look at what they've done today, again, this is only a first look, and I think we need to embrace this in a similar fashion to the way we did with the O'Reilly deal that Sheldon Keefe is going to move pieces around. At practice today, they're on the ice right now. He's got Riley with Hall, McCabe with Brody, Giordano with Lilligren. So 
me and Sheldon were not on the same page with the D pairings. Did apparently. any of your five pack have that no. combination? And it's mostly because I Frank. wanted nothing to do with Morgan Riley and Justin Hall playing that together. That scares me. I did not At want first that. Glance. Yeah. Your power frankings, me. if you're going to do power frankings in the future, you have to have one of them right. Well, I. I don't agree with Morgan Riley and Justin Hall playing together, so it was never even going to cross my mind. Maybe Sheldon Keefe is he's he's tinkering right now. He is tinkering. I think what scares me a little bit about this conversation is that we're still having it with Morgan Riley, that Riley needs someone to play with. This should be a situation where you look at it and say, well, Justin Hall's a lucky guy, gets to play with Morgan Riley. Sure. This is a big opportunity for him. But I don't trust Riley enough the way he's playing yeah. to have Justin Hall with him. It's a little unpredictable at times. He's not playing well. Like Defensively, he hasn't been great. He's been getting better, but like he had that giveaway the other night. That was in the back of the net pretty quickly. Yeah, You turn the puck over in your own end when you have time. You can't do that as a veteran, especially come playoff time. So I, that's why, again, I, I wouldn't put anything past Dubas in terms of putting that first-rounder right back on the table and going oh, I, back out there and possibly getting another defenseman to play with Morgan Riley. When you see a deal like this, it kind of indicates to me that there's some sniffing happening because yes. like, <laughs> it, there has to be some sniffing. because I know, but you have to really get down and sniff hard because <laughs> if you have it lined up and you make the transaction and then you're, you're sniffed out, you, you, what are you doing? You like, could get sniffed You've got to have the double sniff lined up, and you've got to pull the trigger on the second I, transaction. I will say this. If if sniffing is happening, it's been done well in advance, and this was maybe part of a little bit of a chess match ongoing with other teams. When does the sniff turn into a snuff? Like, mm. if you don't make the deal, did you get snuffed? That's, a, that's quite the possibility, and I'm sure All it's right. happened to many a general manager, and yeah. you can say that maybe even happened on the Orlov-Hathaway deal, and then they had to redirect the sniffing in a different direction. Yeah, they went to the Midwest with they a went, sniff. Yeah. And they, they called up the GM <laughs> in Chicago. How many people are listening or watching saying, what are this these is clowns talking analysts. about? This is professional. professional By the way, professionals. Do you and, like, are you and Kyle Dubas cutting deals now? Because now he's done two significant pieces of business right around you being on the show. Hey, this is a little strange. I have such an appreciation for that, and I, I think something happened. I don't know if it's that, I don't know if it's at City Hall, is it at Queens Park, is it at Parliament, but I said coming in, that was on a Tuesday after the O'Reilly deal because it was family day on a Monday. I said adamantly it should be illegal for Dubas to make those deals on a Friday night, and someone got to him. Yeah. Someone got to him. Maybe it was me. Yeah. I think everyone in the media in Toronto today owes me personally a thank you. Because you sniffed it out. I was sniffing and now out. It's a good vibe. It's a good and vibe in Teal. Like, Absolutely, think about that. man. They're making moves. Like Sandine's a good player. Yeah. Like, like in, he and he's has, a nice kid, too. I, I really yes. like the kid. I like him as a player. I like him as a guy. I yes. really do. And Gustafson is a veteran. I don't know if he plays, you know, where he plays, what his future is going to be beyond 3 p.m. on Friday in the trade deadline. But you bring in a first round pick. That is. That's capital, man. For sure. That is worth something. It's and ammo. That's all I it see is that ammo. as. That is ammo. And I don't really care about the draft pick because you could pick 32nd, you could pick 44th, probably going to be a very similar kind of player. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at their lineup right now with them being on the ice, the Leafs being on the ice right now. you got O'Reilly out there. You've got a fourth line of Achari with Lafferty and Kerfoot. You've got McCabe with Brody. Like, there's a lot of new bodies in two weeks. And I, yeah. again, I would be bracing for, for Dubas to possibly do something else because I, t- 
I, I like the way it sets up. I think they could use one more impact guy, though, on the back end. If they do that, then, then I think you're really rocking. And I'll tell you one thing, Hazy B and Frank DeChambeau. Those core players, their best forwards, they better damn well be competitive come playoff time because there's been a lot, and I've heard it a lot, they're all fantastic players, like some of the best in the business. But I've heard a lot where it's like they wanted to be competitive around them and be supportive with competitive people. That is basically saying that they haven't been competitive enough yeah. uh, come come crunch time. Mm-hmm. So when the puck drops for the playoffs, they damn well better be competitive. Well, how about this, Oh. How many times has Kyle Dubas gone to bat for these guys and said, I believe in them, and he hasn't changed this core group, and he's kind of gone back to that well over and over again, and he's doubled down, and now he said, I'm going to go out and do everything I absolutely possibly can to make this group better. And if they don't try to repay, you don't go out there, and you guys both understand this, you don't go out there and try to repay your GM as far as an approach or a way to play in the playoffs. But I'll tell you what, you better be energized, and you, you, you just better get the job done. There's just no other way around it. There's no damn excuse. Well, here the elephant in the room is Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Riley. Dude, there's no excuses. Well, they better prove they can be winners because throughout their careers they've been losers in the playoffs. That's just the blunt truth. And yeah. dude, there's if, no if other way else. around it in saying, oh, maybe next year if you no, give this them this is or it. give them. I, I, can't, I, I, I dread thinking about what would it's happen a bad on vibe. Sports Center. That's a bad and vibe. And if Duffy asked me for a seventh year straight saying, do you think there could be changes, I might pass out on the desk. I was so rattled last year, I couldn't even do the hit. I had to tape it 55 times because I couldn't spit the words out of my mouth. So I just hope they're competitive, man. I so I want to stay excited. Absolutely. Let's not go crazy and be total. Let's not go Toronto on this and be negative before the playoffs even start. But I hope they can get the job but that's, done. But that's not being negative. That's be, just being objectively honest. Like that's what the other thirty-one markets are saying about this team. Is wow, that's a good team. Yeah. But what is going to be different? Yes, the players around them are going to be different because they brought in new bodies. And they got new goalies, and that also is an elephant in the room. That oh, don't kid yourself. They, we could easily be saying, how can you win without that goal? With, absolutely. With that and that, that's where Dubas, I think that's the last straw on Dubas. Like this, I, I, he, I think he's done a really good job putting this team together. He's been on the job for many years. You look at their roster, the four lines and the, and the three deep pairings, that's a really, really good team, a very competitive team. On paper, you can see them going on a cup run and winning a cup. But the goaltending is probably the last line of possible criticism where if that fails, he's going to have to answer for that. Maybe but, they sniff on that. That's uh, where the sniffing needs to happen. Interesting, now. interesting call. But They're sniffing around the blue paint now, maybe. Maybe. And you've acquired a little more ammo, and you still haven't given up. Like, think about all these trades, all these transactions, you still haven't given up your like big blue chip kind of prospect. Although Sandine, if, I think, would qualify as still a young player that you have faith in. For sure. Right? And, like and there was a time where in this organization it was like, don't even call about that guy because we want to see what he is. Mm-hmm. And now you've reached the point where you're like, okay, like the, maybe this was it for him here. Yeah, but oh, I think you hit the nail on the head. And I, I, it's not being negative, it's being honest. Like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, Riley. The big five, the guys who make the most, the guys who have the most talent, the guys who have been here through it all. 
different stages, but for the most part, been through it all. This, you, if you're those five guys and you look around the rest of the roster, you have to salute management for giving you an opportunity. Oh yeah, right. Like you, you have depth here. You've got speed. You got some physicality. You've got some grizzled veterans. You've got really a combination of everything you might want. No, no team's perfect. Boston's not perfect. Even Tampa's not perfect. Tampa's not perfect. There is not a perfect team. But there's enough there where you can see if they show up and absolutely do not accept losing. This Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, Riley, they can drag this team. I, I will also say to whichever this. Wherever they want to go. Kyle Dubas has eliminated all excuses from everyone. For the players... Like, if you look at it objectively from a player's point of view, it's like, what more do you want him to do for your team? may sniff around a goaltender. Maybe he's got some time to address that if he pleases. I don't, but who's out there, though? Like, uh, who's out there at the goaltending? Who's even on the trade bait board that's a goalie? There's only a couple guys I I can think of that's even worth their time. Johnny Gibson out in Anaheim. Ooh, that's a big ticket. Right? That's a, well, okay, but. Regardless, I mean, it, he's, he's eliminated right. excuses from the player's point of view. Sure. For the, the fan perception, it's like, look at the work that this guy has done. Even from the management point of view, as, as far as Shani, MLSE, it's like, I, I'm putting in work here. Like, this means something to me. And I, I feel like that's kind of, he's eliminated a lot of excuses for a lot of people within this organization right now. Yeah. No, I, I don't dispute that. And yet they still got to play all the games. Right, like yeah. we still got to get there, but it's it's. I think from a a fan perspective, what it's also done, and it's really a, applied to the O'Reilly trade. And if that was the only move they made, that was going to be enough to spark a lot of interest in what has been a pretty quiet period here, because it's been a formality that the Leafs are playing Tampa, and you're just going about your business, trying to avoid injury and pick up some points and fight for home ice. Now you got a lot of new bodies and a lot of different line combinations. And again, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Dubas wasn't done between now and Friday. And if you're a Leaf fan, it's, it's a good vibe. It kind of feels like the late 90s, early 2000s, where they were making moves all the time. Only these are guys who are earlier in their career yes. and have more in the tank, right? Hey. Like, to, with all due respect, not to you necessarily. You played two years. I'm and you were, you were in a trade deadline Housley? pickup. You're talking Housley. Well, Brian Ronnie Lee. Francis. You're bang on. Because Brian it's Leach. not going out there and getting the 38-year-old guy yeah. that has yeah. nothing left. And it's like, let's see if he can go on a playoff run. These are young players, good players, and it's a totally different scenario. You know what I found interesting last night when I saw the numbers? Lafferty is going to wear number 28. And I don't know if that's a great call. Like, no, it's not. Like, why would you ever want to wear Ty Domi's number? <laughs> He's one of the five most recognizable, like, identifiable numbers of the last 30 years. Well, what is did he Connor in the top Brown? Five? Didn't Connor Brown wear 28? He yeah, was I believe 28. He, did. he was given. But he flipped. Yeah, at like, some he point. was given 12 or something, then, or 16, and then mm-hmm. Marner came in. He took 16, then Brown went to 28. I just think. I, like yes. I, you kind of jammed know. up though. Like, there's a lot of retired numbers now. Like, I remember when I got there, Pappy Brian Papineau said, "It's 20 or 29." Like, there's a lot of numbers. Like, that's your choices. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, that's too bad. It's that's where you want to say, "Well, can I be number 63 or something?" 63, well, whatever number. You know you what I did, be. and maybe I shouldn't have done this as a young kid, but I was like, "Do you have 22 available?" He goes, "I actually have it on hold." 
I said, okay, that's interesting. And then, then the next year, Nikita Zaitsev showed up, and there was 22 hanging in his stall. Interesting. So that was sitting there waiting. They that had was, already they had figured already that out. Had that kind but of once cooking. again, it's like I know you got to dip and dive around some, like, but that's Rick Vives' number, man. That's like, right. Why but, would you want to be wheeling around in Rick Vives' number? That's, that's a, a good point. It's a very good, good point. point. Like, I think 93, like, of the numbers that aren't retired, although 93 is retired, like 28. 28, 13, it's like yeah. 16, well, while Marty's got 16, 92, yeah. you don't touch it, 93, all 14, of it. Jonas Hoagland, you know, you don't touch those numbers. No, you don't touch Hoagland. <laughs> Dave Keon and Jonas Hoagland, they, they just... That was before they the were retiring. They were, they were just honoring numbers yeah. at that point. Well, remember, right? JVR was 21, and then when they retired Salming's number, they told them... We had no idea 25. about that, eh? We just we showed up to the rink and JVR still had his number and then we went out and there was a ceremony and it was like oh there's JVR he's got 25 on his jersey now like we had no idea that was happening. Do you think they must have tipped him off though? I think they tipped him off, but no one else. Yeah, he probably deserved kind of a heads up. Hey. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> he got the heads up and he agreed to a new number. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. All right. I'm just saying Lafferty 28 maybe drops the gloves. I don't Mike know if Pekka he could fight. played two years for the Leafs, one or two years. He wore 27. That's Darryl dangerous. Darryl Sittler. Peckahead wore 27. <laughs> Did you play with him then? Like, were guys giving him the yes. gears? No, no, I, I never even thought about it. I didn't even think anything of it until afterwards. I'm like, that's that was Daryl Sittler's number, but yeah. he's a good player. He could pull he, it off. Yeah, yeah. Matty Stajan wore 14. 14. Yeah. I, I've, we've spoken to Stage about that. Like, that was different though because Stage, like Stage, is my age, and Dave Keon, because of his the way he left and the way everything went down, that's on the Leafs. Like Keon was never with the the younger generation. Like it just got lost. The, the a lot of the history of the Leafs and and what those players represented. Yeah, when no one at all in the organization, like, but it it just should have been one of those things where it's like you're not touching fourteen. Yeah, probably not the best idea. Well, even at that same time, wasn't Alex Steen wearing ten? And that's George Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. everyone was wearing the retired yeah. numbers in that era. Everyone was exactly. JVR was wearing yeah. twenty one, and guy Pekka was wearing twenty seven. Didn't Kasperi Kapanen wear twenty eight? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I he think did. he did. He started at 28, and then he he went to 20. I don't remember a 17 after Wendell. That I I'd be curious. Yeah, like, I, we'd have to look that up. You'd anyone... be a moron. I think you'd be <laughs> so, <laughs> so stupid. I don't think uh, the trainers would just say no way. Yeah, no. maybe you shouldn't do that. And yeah. like 93, I don't think either. But maybe there was a 93 after Gilmore left. I can't recall a 93. 94, Sergey Barazin. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, no way. Lafferty, Daniel wearing number twenty-eight, and McCabe wearing number two, kind of playing the role of Ron Hainsey, there you which go. I found interesting. Is yeah. he's never played in a playoff game like Hainsey had not before he went to Pitt, and we know what happened when he yeah. got to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know that no no playoff games thing kind of came up, but if you think about it, every year you go to training camp and it's like playoffs is the goal, and and you always hear that over and over again. This guy has not been there. You got to think he's so fired up to mm. finally get in some playoff action. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. It's I appreciated that about what John Schneider said to us yesterday. That like you asked him, Frankie, what's the message? And he said to make the playoff, like to go on a long run. Yeah, like we're not dodging it to just have a good time and try to get better every day. But you know what he said too? He goes like, "We're going from being a talented team to like a good winning team." I think that's a good message too, right? Like, oh, you talk about it all the time when the Leafs kind of used to go out there and they used to play. Let's score a goal. 
instead of playing actual hockey. Like that's oh, yeah. that's what he's kind of saying there. That's, that's the only way to put it. There's a big difference between score a goal and, and National League ice hockey. Massive difference. Apparently, Wenda was the last one to wear 17. And no one will ever wear it again. No, trust me. Gone. Retired. Can't yeah. happen. Um, all right. So, CJ tweeting out Chris Johnston. Oh, boy. Here tweeting we go. out the feeling and sentiment around the industry is that the Leafs have more moves coming. You wow! Are you dude. sourcing me on that? Because that was my take, like that twenty minutes take. ago, dude. You, I want credit it. for that. I want credit for Monday and Tuesday trades. Hayes, I'm disappointed because you, being a veteran broadcaster, you should have said we're going to take a break and we're going to have an update from CJ when we come back. You're right. That would have been a great tease. No, he, Even he, if it was just a status quo update, that's what you do in the business. Here's yeah, here's what happened. Right. Here's the transaction when Hayes walked into the studio. He went like this. <laughs> I'm sniffing out something, Frankie, I and I think it's going to be a good vibe in Leafs Nation. Oh. <laughs> Who was that? That is an aggressive <laughs> That's sniff. a recorded sniff. Oh, my. <laughs> that is an X-rated sniff. That yeah. should come with a warning. Um, anyway, all right, so there you go. You know what? I'll come back and I'll read CJ's tweet again. In case you're just tuning in, there's something big possibly also, coming up. some news from the Big Apple. Yeah, how about that? Patrick, we haven't even touched on that. I'm not going to say Don't even say, say the name. I'm not going to say it. There's there's potentially some big news down in New York. One other thing before we go to break. Can we get like a vibe meter or vibe check on the screen just to see how the vibe of the show no. is going? We have no access to any like gadgets or technology <laughs> and stuff. We need Rick Wilde up here, Chevy guy. You That's know, technology and stuff. That's what we need, technology and stuff. Yeah. But uh, that'd right. be great. I don't know what a vibe check would look like with three guys like us. I'll tell you what, I noticed your haircut, Hazy. Yeah, I what like do you it? think? I took your advice. I went short on the sides, a little fade. It's a dangerous game, man. It's pretty fast looking. It's fast dangerous game. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Grow it out, and next time I'm coming to the barber with you, okay? Deal? No. We'll tape it. We'll put. Why? No. I don't. Why would I want you giving because, X's dude, and O's can, on my haircut? I can do this for you. I can turn you from a seven to a ten. <laughs> you think so? Roll it out, and then we make a trip, and we'll get Joe from the bridge to come with his camera, and he'll put it on the show. You think there would be interest in that? How many views could we get on you giving play-by-play on my next haircut? Dude, Over I'm under take, half a million. I, I am going to give instruction to the dude cutting the hair to turn you in to a dynamo. Okay. I'll take you up on that. Joe from the bridge has no access to cameras, to gadgets. His iPhone. He could just use his right, iPhone. Sure. sure. Yeah, we can make that work. All right. James Duffy coming up. I'll tell you what, J.D., everyone's worried about what's going to happen on Friday. There's still so much going on in the league. Yeah. I know there have been big deals, but Chickren's still out there. A lot of guys. Oh, my God. Let's take a break. Chickren's I, still out there. I just want to confirm isn't that. Isn't that insane? It is crazy. Oh. And he's back on the ice. He's back out there skating and yeah. possibly If playing. they say, no, we're actually going to keep him, I, 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 I can't do it. I, I cannot do it. It is strange. All right, JD's coming up. I've got tweets I still need to read. Some news coming out of New York as well. Confirm or deny later this afternoon. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on TSN 4. All right, so moves are happening. The whole trade deadline week has been wild. But I'm convinced there's going to be a lot more. And I think James Duffy, who is joining us in studio, 
is certainly excited for that. How are you feeling, JD? A little scared. Yeah. <laughs> no. I think we got a lot, man. Chikrin's still out there. That's yeah. got to happen, right? Well, Chikrin's got to happen. The other thing is what happens in the last couple of games, and you've seen teams like Nashville sort of decided uh, we're out of it, mm-hmm. I think, right? And so some teams wait till the last couple of games and sort of make a decision. Are we in it? Are we not out of Are we out of it? And so, uh, yeah, the optimistic me says there's going to be going to be lots. I think there Jimmy, will be. Jimmy, does somebody say to you, like, we got nothing. We're going to have nothing. Like you better come up with stuff. Or how does the gauge? <laughs> how does the gauge of worry work towards the day? I used to worry a lot more, and I used to get really anxious when all the trades happened. Before I would say, "Oh, like a decade ago." This has been going on for a while. We all forget. We tend to forget what happened the year before. And the reality is, is that most trades always happen before the deadline. Now. Mm-hmm. And I have this theory, which could probably be completely unproven, that it actually started. The tipping point was way back when Ryan Smith was dealt to the Islanders, which is probably 12 years ago or something like that, more. Because that was one that came down to the last second, and they were a couple hundred thousand dollars apart in Edmonton. And nobody, Edmonton didn't want to trade him, and he didn't want to go, and they ended up trading him, and I think there was a lot of regret there. And I feel like a lot of people woke up and said, okay, we're not going to let anything go down to the last second like this. And as, as the years have progressed, it's been, we're not going to, we'll, we won't do it the day before, we'll do it the week before, we'll do it two weeks before, we'll do it three weeks before. And so, I think the complication, you know, that's our reality. The complication of the cap as well means you just can't, you cannot call a guy with an hour left mm-hmm. and say, my owner's in, let's make it work, where you got to wave players, you got to move pieces around. Um, we haven't even mentioned Patrick Kane. It's going down tonight. Everyone has known for weeks now he's going to the Rangers, or at least the last few days. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago gets a second-round pick that's conditional. If the Rangers make it to a conference final, that turns into a first-rounder. So a second and a fourth for Showtime going to New York. But I think that's like a really sexy trade. It is. For oh, yeah. the NHL. Like, we're talking Showtime is back in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. How many jerseys will be made for that? It'll be tons. Tons of them. You know what? That's that's got. This is the kind of vibe that trade has. You were seeing someone. It went long distance, and you had to break up, but it was no one's fault. And now you're back in the same city with Panarin and Kane, and it's just like that's right. Those two could cook up some serious yeah. magic. Are you following this whole vibe? And it was a metaphor thing? that sounds like it has some history for Frankie in it. But yeah, I, I, no, I like it. Does it. sound that way. <laughs> uh, I I agree with you guys wholeheartedly, and. Even though people might say, oh, trade deadline day might be a dud. And like you say, I'm not sure that it will be. The trade trade deadline period has been as sexy as it's been for the NHL in a long time. We always uh, whine and complain about it not being like the NBA. And look, it's not. Warranted, though, Jimmy. 100% warranted. But this is as close as we get in hockey where you've gotten Patrick Kane and Ryan O'Reilly and so on and Absolutely. so forth all dealt in this period. So, yeah, maybe the show itself uh, won't have the deals, but the actual, these last few weeks have been nuts if you take it on well, a grand scale. You know what's interesting is is the player that might make the biggest impact is Timo Meyer, and I feel like no one's talking about that deal. He was number one on the trade bait for yeah. the longest time. And that might partially be, be because it's Jersey, and you know my theory on Jersey, and no mm. one really pays attention oh, yeah. anyway. But you got Timo Meyer up against now Kane and Tarasenko. Like that series is going to happen. Um, Tampa paid a, a king's ransom for Tanner Janot. I think they'll probably do something else between now and Friday. And now Dubas 
is still on the show with all these moves with O'Reilly and Achari coming in, McCabe and Lafferty, Sandine out, and Chris Johnston just tweeted out a few moments ago, the belief is the Leafs are not done. I wouldn't be surprised if they put that first-round pick they just got back on the table for something. Like, what do you make of Dubas here? What do you well, make Frankie, just, and... just before we came on, used the word rebuild in, in a different context than we always think of rebuild. It is like, it's like they're rebuilding their team for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's a renovation. It's, a it's, he- like it's, it's a massive reno. Okay, but it's a renovation. Like, you can start with the bathroom. I had this situation in my house where I, I, I was going to put a uh, cabana in the back. I ended up with a cabana, a finished basement, and a third garage on the house. That's what this is. Right. Where he started with something, and now he's adding pieces and pieces. Yeah, the contractor And suddenly came he's to tripled you. his budget. He's like, I could throw in this. It'll cost you a little more, <laughs> but right. we can get this in for Why you. Not? Like, I like that. Why not? Yeah. I think... You're, Marble you're on the floors. It. You're doing it anyways. Why not go Put on an out? extra story. That's the truth, though. I think that's where they're at. I think it's a scenario where, like, if you, if you love the reno, or you love the ideas, or you love the blueprint... Yes, it might cost you an extra couple of ground, grand, but in five years, you're not going to think about that money. Exactly. Right? If it all gets put in properly. And I, I, think that's, I think that's the proper analogy that, yes, you're, sell, you're, you're buying and selling like a drunken sailor right now, but if it pays off, you don't have to explain anything. I'm really bad with memory, but I don't remember anything like this happening where you you have the six best teams in the league in one conference, mm-hmm. and every single one of them is going all in, essentially. Right? You have Johnny, the best team in the league. I know you said the six best teams, but w- wait for Colorado. They are starting to... I'm, uh, I'm just saying standings-wise, right? I know, but they are kind of like on the down low and starting to win and starting to do some things where it's like mm-hmm. if that Georgiev can hold the fort there watch out he's been he's been good actually and that's the of thing late yeah yeah but and that's the thing with Colorado it's like because of all the injuries it's almost like they're waiting in the weeds and they're heating up at the right time you watch them play dude they are flying they around did that the last ice. night like they again. laid a beating on Vegas last again. night again but you're right JD I, I again we're all about analogies right now I said this is as if it's March Madness and all the one seeds are in the same bracket right like they're in the same region mm-hmm. because like honestly I think you could make a case that almost any individual team certainly Colorado has a better chance of making it to the cup final than Boston does. As great as Boston sure. is, and they won again last night, and they are putting up historical numbers, and they look like they cannot be pushed out of the way, they got to get through, at some point, either Toronto or Tampa, and then likely Carolina or New York or yeah. Jersey. That is tough. E- even the, the Oilers have a better chance, probably, than any of the six teams we've talked about in the East, just yeah. because yeah. of that. Because of the right? pathway. They and- could finish in a wild card spot. And mm-hmm. theoretically, have an easier path, yeah, because of who they're going to have to play. Or play Seattle in the first round, yeah, you know, and then play Vegas. Okay, I think that's that sets up pretty well for Edmonton. It's going to be we are, look. The first round of the playoffs is always wild, but those first two rounds in the East are going to be the have the potential to be the best we've seen in what a decade, fifteen years. Yes, uh, because I just I don't remember this many teams really stacking up. I will say this: I don't love the playoff format, admittedly. But from an entertainment point of view, as far as that first round goes, it's not going to be fair that some of those teams are going to have to be eliminated. But you get fresh bodies going head to head early on in the playoffs like that. That'll be like that'll be pretty legit because some of yes. those teams, if they play later in the playoffs, it's like guys are run down, guys can't walk, guys can't you know they're they're banged up. Guys will be pretty fresh going head to head. Who's those who's series. the favorite? Okay, I guess you have to say Boston. Boston is Okay, so let's sure, take yeah. Boston out of the equation. Who's the second favorite? 
to come out of the East? It's, I would say it's Gotta probably Tampa. Tampa. I'd say, I would say the Rangers almost. I would say Carolina because they don't have to play Toronto, Tampa, New York, or Jersey as it currently stands. If Carolina gets in, Carolina will play the Islanders in the first We're round. We're like... Or like that's it. Would be like, nitpicky as far as the the second and third, though. You know, like Toronto could just easily be in that conversation. That's what I'm saying. If you start doing the evaluation, I think Tampa, Toronto's a coin flip. I think Rangers are are ahead of Jersey personally. Just I think they're they're more grizzled. I think Jersey's been a revelation this year. They've been really really good. But I think it's sixty forty New York Jersey. But if Carolina is playing Pittsburgh, they have not been overly impressive. If they're playing the Islanders, if Buffalo gets and in. Pittsburgh's going to go, if they make it, will go in like completely and utterly forgotten. Exactly. But I, I think that's probably merited. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. But, but they could do something. They you could. never know. Yeah, they could. They just have that allure all the time. It's Pittsburgh. It's Crosby. You never know. Yeah. It's, that's that's kind of what the, mm-hmm. they're holding on to. Yeah, not the best. Not the best. Not the we best. also forget, too, best. like. A captain of a Canadian team got traded this year, like Bo Horvat. That's mm-hmm. significant. So when you talk about the NBA making big moves and big names moving around, also like that's the, a good the, point. That's very significant. The captain of a Canadian market moves before the deadline. That's you know, like we the don't forgotten trade because yeah, it happened happen. before everything kind of started kickstarting here. And back to the show because I'm selfish to the show. Yeah, please. Uh, like I, I kind of go into it now to sort of answer O's question from ten minutes ago. Expecting no trades. Like, that is my... If I go in saying, we are not going to have a trade today, can we get through these 10 hours? And thanks to our producers and all the people behind the scenes, I think we can, because you've got to look at it and go, how many times in one year do we have all everybody in the studio? All you guys, you know, the MJs, the Gords, all the insiders, Bobby Mack is back. Uh, and so I kind of just take it as a 10-hour day to celebrate hockey That's and, fine. and That's do a re- fine. reset going down to the, the stretch of, okay, what has every team done and who's the favorite? Okay, hold on a second. No, we don't need two out 10 hours. But. The roles are reversing here because if a trade happens while my panel is talking, Frankie, this is an example. Yes. In, in our ear, it'll be, shut up, get to James. Shut up, get to James. Shut up, get to James. I refuse to be quiet. Now it's flipping. Pierre Engvall has been flipped to the Islanders. I can't tell you how many people are going to be excited about this. <laughs> this will be the most trade. exciting trade of the day in this market. Without even knowing what's coming back, Pierre Engvall is on his way to no, the Oh, they won't even read the rest. It's like, close the phone, goodbye, yeah. thank you. How would you, if that happened on Friday around 2 o'clock, give us, give us a little precursor. Well, if it happened Friday like. at 11 a.m., we'd give it four hours at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the routine is you throw back to the insiders, right? Yeah, Maybe they, they would have said in my ear, throw to Gord in the inside. Yeah, you would have gone Gord, and then it would have come back to me, and we, okay. they would have said, you guys got you got 12 minutes. Yes. 12 minutes. Give us 12 on Pierre Engvall. <laughs> the end of the Pierre Engvall era. There's a lot of happy Leaf fans. Wow. Well, there's your 2.25 million cap hit, right? That's that's going out the door again. I we haven't seen what is coming back in return, but probably Chris nothing. Johnston, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean guess. maybe a pick, a couple of picks. I got to tell you, when we were in the break here, I was texting with the tap man, and he goes, "Engval's going," and I said, "No, no, Kerfoot's going," and the tap man was right. So we got to give him his flowers. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, there's. Don't say that, Jimmy. There's a there's we a lot. Be careful with that. A lot of moving parts. I don't care, I break all rules. A lot of moving parts. Okay, so in this last, when was the Ryan O'Reilly trade? That was Friday, so twelve days ago or something like that. Twelve yeah. days ago, ten, eleven day, days yes. ago. O'Reilly in, Achari in, Gustafson in, 
Lafferty in. What was the other part of Chicago? McCabe. McCabe in. Engvall out. Sandine out. Sandine out. And mostly irrelevance out, draft picks and such. But that is, uh, that's the most from the Leafs at a yeah. deadline, I think, in certainly in my time, which would be the last 20 years. Uh, we were saying that earlier, James. It, it feels like 2003 all over again, where they were making moves all the they time. Got everybody in those years. Yeah, they are they are yeah, the really Re- the Renault is going crazy here. Like the contractor just came up to you and said like I can put a fancy okay. faucet no. in this cabana. No, he went he he said Oh, uh, he's got more. He's throw got to more. Brian. Oh. Throw I need you to say that. Talk to, to me, Brian. Hazy B. Talk Let's to get me. it to Brian Hayes. Chris, jo- <laughs> Chris Johnston <laughs> is reporting. Luke Shen is a Toronto Maple Leaf. Luke Shen wow. is on his way to the Leafs. Why don't we just do the show right now? Isn't this incredible? It's good we got you on the this show, This is Trade. Welcome to Trade Center, well, Canada. Welcome to Trade welcome Center. Aboard. Welcome aboard. It's a aboard. little after 4.44 Eastern here on uh, Tuesday, uh, Trade Center. Trade Center started three hours early this year. Wow. The host is Brian Hayes. Uh, I'm on the panel now alongside... Yeah, you're a uh, panelist. Yeah, Can you play the, the role of panelist, too? Yeah, then I'll, I go out and eat like uh, nachos all day like you guys do while the, while the host has to sit there for 10 hours and hold his pee. I know. I always... You know what this is in before we get to this stuff it always scares me a little bit when i'm throwing back to you like this is how long you've been doing it and how good you are as i pump your tires i can see you sometimes eating <laughs> and i'm like i have to throw back to this guy. yeah like, i'm trying ready? to finish the bite of chicken <laughs> like, sometimes all the big ready? chicken sticking in my teeth it's and awkward i've learned from, that? from yeah, doing exactly. it the past few years like a quick throw is probably a good idea yeah so it'll be a quick james right and then you're ready for Boom. it which yeah. I give you a ton of credit for that. Okay, so Luke Shen. Yeah, do we sorry. know the do we know the other end of it. Or? I'm just waiting for news to come in. It sounds like uh, Shen to Toronto for likely a third round pick, but don't hold me to that. I'm still waiting. Again, I'm following a million different people on Twitter, and um, I'm trying Easy. to Is that keep it? track of everything. Um, I'm not sure, man. How could he, uh, that's a good question, though. At this point, how could you be certain that Kyle Dubas won't continue to make more moves? He, 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 he's still going to be busy. I feel like. Also, didn't we just hear Jake McCabe is wearing number two? You think he gives it to Luke Shen that's for his a, old number two? That's a very good question. Well, <laughs> is there a Jake McCabe two jersey already out there? Jake that McCabe. Can be a item? Jake McCabe screwed up by not buying Wayne Simmons a Rolex and saying, "I want to wear twenty-four. Yeah, that's a good point. So but we, you just talked about how you can't wear 28 because it's Domi. Is that not in the same kind of realm there, like Brian no, McCabe, Brian 24? McCabe. When your last name's McCabe, you got to wear 24. Yeah, yeah that would have been great if he was Caber. All right, wait a minute. I'm So, so again, I'm oh, playing the role. Oh, wow, here. back yeah. to Brian. Just got some details. This would actually go back to, to the insiders, I think, like the actual details. Right. Play the, I'm going to play the role of, like, Bob or Pierre or Dregs and look at my phone. The Leafs announced that they've acquired a third-round selection in 2024 from the Islanders for Pierre Engvall. Okay. So that, that's the compensation. They Not get a bad. third for Pierre. He's an expiring contract, and he's a depth piece that I'm not sure they wanted in the lineup anyway. That's why they flip him. But as for what they're giving up for Luke Shen, I still have not seen that. But I wouldn't be shocked if that pick just went straight to Vancouver. Dude, Kyle Dubas probably around is doing a third the, rounder. He's doing the two phones like he did in that that picture at the draft. Yeah, yeah. it's his profile pic on Twitter. So is it? three new go. defensemen. And for anybody that says that this hours. guy just yeah. only goes with ang balls and analytics and everything, all the players, a lot of the players he's brought in are old school grit snarl. He's put the pieces together. 
So, so people can stop with that nonsense. So where or where do you think Luke Shen plays then? Like we can go around the horn here. Where where do we think Luke Shen fits in? Is he? I got to be honest with you, Hayes. When he played on Tampa Bay for the Cup runs, maybe he only did he win one or two cups there. He he was in was and out one. of the lineup. Oh, was it two? Like, yeah. It was either way. I think it was only one. Yeah, either way, right. he was he, a he was guy. kind of like in and out. And if a guy went down, he'd go in and play well. He might play two in a row. But on a real quality team, where he is right now, mm-hmm. he he's not playing a ton. Like no, that's just where he's at. Yep. I right. like that disposition of him, though. Like, you think about a guy who can kind of end some cycles in the D zone, do something that the other guys don't necessarily do. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like the way you're built, too, right? Like, you can be six one, 195, try and run around, but you just don't have it, right? Like, this guy's a he's a big boy. I believe he's leading the league in hits. Yeah. Rim protection. Year. Rim protection. There you go. It's All almost right, like fantasy hockey of building a playoff team. We need this type of guy. We need a depth kind of guy yeah. like, like Shen, and we need... That's it's kind e- of what they're doing. They're playing NHL 23 in GM mode. Right. And they're just. Not that that's players. wrong, though. Nothing Is that kind of like you when you say we need an analyst that was a really good player when they were playing? Jimmy? Yeah. More and, or less. Yeah, and I was, we need a star player. We still haven't gotten that. <laughs> <laughs> well, po- possibly this year. Yeah. Possibly this Every year. Every once in a while, we'll be having dinner like somewhere like between like a shift or something. And he'll be like, it's weird how like no really good players are analysts. <laughs> And I'm like, so what are you talking about? <laughs> 40 goals. <laughs> All-star. And, 40 uh, and goals I'll plug as we go. Yes. I know we got to go. Uh, I, I sent out a little thing on the social media today. Mm-hmm. Um, a new song. It's been a long time since Puck Over Glass and Don't Take My Goal Away, which starred Jeff O'Neill, among others. Uh, we we knew the situation was coming. We put together a song. I, I don't want to give it away too much. We're debuting it on the Leafs' uh, first intermission tomorrow night. Okay. It's a tanking song. The song... The draft lottery-related tanking song, perfect, starring Jeff O'Neill as a tanking general manager. Okay, that's all I'm going to give. You. That's all, and Love that'll it. be Thursday. Better not be tomorrow game. night. Thursday I'm night. Not what night is it yeah. tonight? Tuesday. Yeah, today, yeah I have tomorrow. no clue. Thursday night against Calgary first intermission. Thursday Calgary first intermission. We love it. JD, thank you. Okay, good seeing you. There good job, there, host. I felt pretty good about oh, that. You were terrific. Nailed I felt it, pretty man. good. You can have the whole ten hours if you want. Yeah, I'll try to. We, listen, we got a lot to recap here. The Leafs are moving and shaking. Wow. Dubas is sniffing. We'll tell you more about what he's got in store and what happens with the Leafs moving forward. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on the TSN app.